0: This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. I am Maureen McGrath, sexual health clinician and blogger, researcher and all things sex for you. TEDx speaker as well. Have a a look at that on YouTube um. So thanks for staying with me. If this is your second hour that we're together, that's fabulous. We have lots to talk about in this part of the program. We're going to be talking about prostate massage and perineal massage and uh, also some aphrodisiac foods to get your blood flowing and your love life going. And uh, also, I'm delighted to have on the line with me right now, Daniela Birch. She is an international psychic medium. She works with couples to heal anything that may be restricting you from any issue that may impact your relationship or your sex life, such as deep resentment, trust issues, accessing your past life History. She specializes also in men's health, and and she has a desire to educate women about the importance of how men heal through their sexuality. So that when men are seeking affection, this is their way of healing things. And so she'll also talk tonight about the importance of your sacral chakra and keeping that in flow and how and what emotions we store. In it, that sacral chakra is linked to abundance in the games we play in relationships. Daniela is on the line right now. Hello, Daniela. Hello, I am so excited to be here. <laughs> That's so fantastic. You're now you're joining me from uh, New Zealand. Is that right? Australia. No, uh, Mel- uh, Melbourne, Australia. Melbourne, Melbourne. Sorry, um, Melbourne, Australia. Melbourne, Melbourne. Thank you so much for joining me. So you do fantastic work. You're an international psychic. So you deal with karma and help to people uh, help people heal from wounds such as betrayals or infidelity or abuse that they may be holding on to. This is a very common issue, especially infidelity and betrayal, especially in today's world with social media and emotional cheating. Uh, so what what are the types of patients that you see and how is it that you apply your healing uh, for these couples? And if anyone wants to give Daniela a call about their psychic future, the number to call is 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Uh, so, Daniela, take it away.
1: Absolutely can't wait. So... The last 25 years, I've dedicated my path to really working with couples and relationships and primarily men for pretty much the last three years. And that's been because of primarily my past. I had a lot of abuse as a child. And, and when you go through that, you tend to align yourself to clients who've been through very similar situations. So I was seeing a lot of people who were coming to me with uh,
0: sexual abuse and trauma and now, were these, were, these, were these men who were coming to you with sexual abuse and trauma or men and women?
1: Primarily women, yet now that men are sort of becoming a lot more open to seeing alternative healers, I'm seeing a lot of men coming with the same scarring, which has been really interesting. Right. Yeah. So, yes. So, um, primarily my clients i have been focusing on uh, what we call the soulmate relationship and really trying to heal the distortions and wounding that you bring through with you from not just this lifetime but other lifetimes with this same soul and so you tend to choose people who know you very well and they know really how to trigger you yeah um and so that's primarily been my work where I sort of heal the issues that couples that have come with as well as um creating that same archetype of person, such as the unavailable man. So really doing a lot of stuff around uh, healing people who just keep finding that same person and uh, just working out where this stemmed from, which a lot of it, as you probably know, is childhood.
0: Absolutely. There's a book out by Pauline, oh, I'm, oh i blanked on her name, but it's called One Woman, Three Men. And she sought to find... Three different men: one for talking, one for helping with chores around the house, and one for sex. And they all applied. She had hundreds of applicants uh, as she sought out on this journey, and they all applied and said, "Well, I can help around the house, but I want the sex too." Well, I would be great at sex. I would. Uh, so she, her theory is that one man is not adequate; that uh, women need more than one man to fulfill different roles. I have Sheena on the line. Hello, Sheena. Hello. hello? Hello, Sheena. Hi. Um, I'm just on my headset,
2: so I uh, hope you guys can hear me. Yeah. Okay, um, I, just guys, um, I just heard you guys... Hello. Uh, I just heard you guys talking about uh, sexual wounding. Yes. And, um, yes. yeah, I have that in my past, and um, I feel like uh, I I've, I've draw these experiences to me, to myself.
0: Yes. And yes,
1: that's right.
0: So, yeah. Go ahead, Daniela. What
1: be happening sorry, what's actually, what's actually happening there is you are trying to heal something from your past. So something is, is, you know probably happened to you in the past and you're creating these same men to try to heal and clear that distortion, yeah? And so I was doing that myself for a very long time too until I finally realized what was happening and a lot of it is around rejection and guilt and shame and loneliness that we actually store in our sexuality. Yeah. So you're the oh. way to um, heal that. I,
0: I think people recreate uh, subconsciously or subliminally recreate what happened to them to try to figure it out. Now I'm no karmic healer, but I have seen that in my clinical practice. They, they attract the same person to try to figure out why whatever happened to them happened to them.
2: Okay. Yeah. I see, uh it was because it's just it's too it's just uh, too uh, coincidental. Like uh, the these experiences with men.
0: Um, and so, what, Daniela, what would you recommend Sheena do to change that?
2: Okay, well, it's primarily
1: a belief and a program that is stored in your subconscious mind. So it's um, it's going to some kind of healer out your way or you're very welcome to book in and see me and I tune into you and I just see where this program actually got um, set up and it's usually between north and seven and I I look at that program and the belief and then I can reverse it, yeah? And sometimes you come through with that same issue from other lifetimes as well. So I can look at, the records and, and, and the, what, what you've come to learn in this particular lifetime, which is that's obviously around uh, personal power and courage. So um, understanding what the lessons are around this really sort of helps give you that clarity to move forward.
0: Thank you very much. We have Dee on the line as well. Uh, hello, D. It's nice. <laughs> he, hello. Hello. Hello, it's, Dee. Hi, how are you doing? Fine, thank you. How are you?
2: Good, thanks.
0: Good. Did you have a question for my psychic um, I medium? I do.
2: I seem to have the same kind of um, issue that Sheena was just talking about. I seem to um, attract these guys I like um, initially, and then um, I find out that they're not the sort of uh, person I thought they were. Um, I don't idealize them, I don't think.
0: Um, but yeah. Are um, they the bad boys? Because we yeah, all like the bad boys. A... They're exciting.
2: Well, you know, I don't think that's the exciting piece um <laughs> I have to watch who I date because of my um work history and stuff so um yeah it's um I don't know if it's Canadian men or something but I just um it's a little difficult to connect
0: <laughs> and did they so do they okay. I'm just trying to clarify are they do they present as one way and they end up being somebody else yeah
2: um maybe it's the same guy with the you know it's sort of like Tends to be um, come across as one person, and but invariably it ends up with the same, uh, di- you know, same guy with a different shirt kind of thing. It's a kind of a repeating pattern.
0: Okay, Daniela, what do you think?
2: Okay, just what I'm sort of
1: feeling with your question is a lot of this is linked to one of your parents, yes. Yeah? So oh. you, if you really start to see the difference between the men that you're creating and one of your parents, and it's usually the opposite-sex parents. So if you look at, uh, you know, there'd be similar history with your own father where maybe he was a little bit unemotional, available and disconnected. That's, yep, that's um, Something trait. that you've set up, yep, yep. So you're actually uh, connecting into these men and it's a safety uh-huh. thing for you. So it means uh-huh. that you don't actually have to be really, truly intimate. So
2: there's...
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, healing that needs to be done around there where you um, are really afraid to open your heart up and trust. So this is a uh, coping
2: mechanism for you. Okay, that sounds spot on to me.
0: (laughs) That's fantastic, Dee. Thank you so much for your call. Danielle, I'm going to ask you to hang on the line. We're going to go for a break. And uh, when we return, we're going to talk a little bit more about your desire to educate women about the importance of How men heal via their sexuality. What a shocker. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. We are talking healing past life contracts and unresolved traumas with international psychic medium, Daniela Birch. Daniela has stayed on the line. Thank you so much for staying on with me, Daniela. I'd like to talk a little bit as well about um, your desire to help women or to educate women about the importance for men uh, healing through sexuality and educating them that that is how men heal. So you can tell me a little bit more about that, please.
1: Absolutely. So men heal by their sexuality while women heal by their heart. So for men especially, they aren't always looking just for sex primarily to heal. I want to be really clear about that.
0: Aren't they just looking for sex all the time? Just for sex for sex? I'm kidding.
1: No worries. Um, Any kind of physical touch is what they're actually seeking. So it may just be a hug. Um,
0: It's about doesn't a hug always? But doesn't a hug always lead to sex? That's a lot of women's complaints that they can't.
1: Absolutely, yes. Because they don't have they don't have a way of being able to express that. Yeah, because all they can feel is. Um, I'm feeling hurt, I'm feeling rejected, I'm feeling um, guilt. And by the woman constantly projecting that even more onto them, it creates even more layers and layers of that rejection and guilt. Yeah. So it's about just first of all understanding that that's how a man heals and finding ways around to help their man um, connect into what we call their life force energy or their so-called chakra. So for men, they recreate their semen every seven days. And this is the outlet that they need to express. So if they don't have a way to channel this energy and they're not masturbating as an example, then it becomes very blocked. And when that becomes blocked, they get angry, they get lost, insecure, and very vulnerable. So he will start to doubt himself. He feels like he's not good enough. And then he shuts his his heart down at the same time. And this will come up in rage, depression, lack of clarity, and highly stressed.
0: And when women are often the venue for men's rage when their sexual needs are not met. That's and- Right. And Sorry. so are you saying men are all men are broken? I mean, men typically have a bit of a a different need for sex, a, a bit biologically different, although many men have low sexual desire and there are many women who have higher sexual desire. So the desire discrepancy is common, but is is their desire, is their libido always related to the broken man? I
1: guess what I want to put a quite put across more in this discussion is they are seeking emotional connection it's not about the sex itself it's that I want to connect into my heart into your heart and have that emotional connection yet if the woman is feeling um, not connected in herself where she's you know busy with the kids and got 50,000 things that she needs to do and she feels like she's not being supported with her man, And that's where that disconnection actually happens. So the affair isn't because the man is looking for sex outside the marriage. He's actually wanting that emotional connection.
0: That's right. He's wanting that attention. And I, and I hear that from many men in my clinical practice who have, in fact, gone outside of the marriage. It's not necessarily about the sex, although it certainly can be. And it can be about having better sex outside of the marriage, but, but they often feel rejection. They, it impacts their self-esteem, and they feel lonely, and they don't feel as desirable. And, and right, that converts to rage and, and upset, but they can't articulate that.
1: Yes, and I feel like the more that men are awakening to themselves is, is, uh, really amazing right now. Like I see a lot of male clients who are really understanding the concept of primarily what I'm putting out there to educate people about the sacral chakra, especially the scrotum. So the scrotum, as you know, prostate cancer is number two worldwide. It's number one here in Australia. And in the, in the scrotum itself, they are those emotions of rejection, shame, guilt, and loneliness. So that's what my message really is. Like, even if they aren't getting their needs met with their wife, it's important that they keep that uh, energy and flow, whether it's masturbating two or three times a week or whatever it
0: is. And so many men wonder if masturbation is okay. I, I mean, I, I was talking to a few other people on the beach recently uh, where I traveled, and they were asking me, married couples, is it okay you know, to masturbate in a marriage. And and it's something that's not discussed. It's something that's not talked about. And and many women don't even know if their their male partners uh, do masturbate. We're we're running out of time, most unfortunately, but what is the best way for people to contact you or to have a reading or to deal with their issues?
1: Sure. So they can contact me on Facebook, which is under, ironically, Danielle Birch International Psychic Medium, I have a blog, which is www.daniellebirch.wordpress.com. Uh, you can contact me in those ways. That would be great, and you can pass on my details to any any, any of your listeners.
0: Anyway, if you want to email me, sex talk at cknw.com, I can send that to you. Daniela, thank you so much. You've been a fabulous guest, and I'll definitely have you back to heal some of those chakras out there. I'm Maureen McGrath. You are listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. And it's not your Now the Global Sky Tracker weather, rain tonight, windy, two temperature holding near two degrees, a chance of showers tomorrow, a high of five. In Burnaby, two degrees and cloudy, outside CKNW Pacific Centre, one degree. CKNW weather for feels like a facelift. It's breakthrough skin care for fine lines and wrinkles for those who want to look younger than their friends. Available at Mark's Pharmacy
1: Delta and on Manager's Special at London Drugs. CKNW Newstime 932, I'm John Hall.
0: Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Thanks for being here with me this evening. It is my pleasure always to be here with you every Sunday night live from the CKNW studios. Wishing you all a happy new year, of course. And uh, what better way to start out the new year than uh, with living a healthy life? And also perhaps having better sex or maybe just some sex. That would be good for a lot of people. Uh, give me a call if you like, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on yourself. if you have any questions at all or any suggestions for the listeners out there on how to improve their sex lives. Well, I have one suggestion, and that involves food. One of the foods I ate a fair amount of over the holidays, and of course, that is the lover's delight, chocolate. Uh, but chocolate makes people feel good because it boosts serotonin levels, and... You know, if you feel good, you behave well, and you are nice, and you're likely to get more sex. That's my own theory. But this serotonin is actually a key hormone to increase happiness and sexual desire. And of course, sexual desire is very important for a great sex life, because whether you have responsive sexual desire, that means you just don't feel like doing it. You did it yesterday. You did it this morning. You don't feel like doing it again. But you do because you think, oh, okay, you know, I love the guy, I want to please him, uh, and so you do it again, and you enjoy it, and that's responsive desire. So, if you have, res- if you do not have responsive desire, then there could be a big problem. Uh, so, chocolate is very good. It also contains phenylethylamine, um, which can stimulate you as well. C- caffeine will do that also so this chocolate is in fact a turn on and uh, and I happen to love it so hopefully you do too if you don't I don't know what's wrong with you how about pomegranates they are fantastic as well I love pomegranates now these are just tasty and just fresh fruity feeling um, but the they're little red jewels inside of uh, this outside cover that doesn't look so appealing, but they actually have aphrodisiac qualities. In fact, there was a study done in at the Queen Margaret University in Edinburgh, and men and women drank a cup of healthy pomegranate juice every night for two weeks. And these scientists found that the participants produced an elevated level of testosterone. So that Hormone is pretty important for sexual desire. I have Adam on the line. Hello, Adam.
2: Hi, Rona. i got a quick question for you. Sure. I was the other day um, having, uh, it was basically I was fingering, fingering uh, my girlfriend, recent girlfriend, so I don't know her history well, and I had a cut, a recent
1: cut on my finger,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and, and she was on her period, so I'm wondering... Um, how dangerous is that for like STDs and stuff? I'll take your answer off the air. Thank you.
0: Okay, thank you. I don't think it really has much to do um, the the cut on finger. I, I imagine um, while having sex. I imagine you're thinking about the HIV risk, um, but that's why it's important to have sexual health testing done prior to. Uh, being with anybody, so both, um, both, or all three. However, this uh, is is happening. Whatever this intimate relationship looks like, um, it's important to have that done. So there, um, you know, you you may if you're concerned, it may be just a little bit of an overreaction. Um, it's you know you don't want to definitely necessarily think of the worst. Uh, if you have. You know, HIV is transmitted through blood, so if you do have HIV, if you're HIV positive, then there would be a concern. But if um, if you're not, it should absolutely be fine. By the same token, if your partner, your female partner, is HIV positive, the same uh, risk. Would apply, but I don't think. I think if you've had sexual health testing done, and neither of you have any sexually transmitted infections, then you should absolutely be fine. But be careful of that, because um, that's why it's important to have routine testing and also to be in a monogamous relationship and ensure that um, that you it is a trusting relationship and that you are monogamous. Uh, so. Um, but I don't think uh, it's a big worry. But by all means, you can go and get tested. Talk, talk to your doctor about that. Um, but, you know, we have to think of blood as not the, the the cleanest thing. And and I think that mentality shifted, you know, maybe 20 years ago in hospitals. Um, I sometimes see even nurses, you know, maybe taking an IV out of a patient without using gloves. So that, that's the protection of yourself and the protection of of uh, the patient but you also want to practice safe sex as well um, at all times it's kind of difficult um, in the situation that the caller described that Adam described but um, but I think you should be okay Adam so we're getting back to uh, some great foods to increase your sexual desire this year olive oil of course you need fat to produce your hormones and the hormones are very important the hormones testosterone and estrogen are important uh, for your sex drive, and cholesterol is metabolized in the liver. So you need healthy fats to um, for metabolization of cholesterol. So that's um, uh, something good to consume as well. So keep in mind, good fat. Fat's gotten a bad name, but there is good fat. Like olive oil, nuts, salmon are some of the best resources out there. So ginseng is something else. Laboratory studies suggest that ginseng has been shown to work on both animals and humans and in some cultures it is known as nature's viagra so it may enhance your male performance and anything that will enhance male performance is a good thing but also seriously living well will enhance a man's performance so that is cutting down on sugar which is inflammatory Um, exercising every day to increase blood flow. Also, when you cut down on sugar, you you increase blood flow because there's less inflammation within your vessels and the blood can flow to the important areas like the penis, which is the most important area. I have guys that come into my clinical practice. They're the the same case. They drink every day. They drink, you know, four or five, six, seven beers. They eat whatever they want. They have a, a gut. They may or may not have low testosterone levels, but they're not exercising. So exercise is the number one way to increase testosterone in a man. So they have high blood pressure, so that's going to impact blood flow. They eat whatever sugar they want, and I literally just educate them. I do their abdominal girth, take their blood pressure, which is typically elevated. Their abdominal girth is wide. they, um, It's bigger than anything else on their body. And that is not attractive to a woman or to another man. Honestly, that's uh, so many women complain about that. So that is something that will increase a woman's sexual desire is if you have a, a six-pack or preferably a 12-pack. Uh, <laughs> you can only get that through cutting down on sugar, exercising a bit, um, and cutting down on the alcohol as well. So living a healthy life. So I have these guys. I never see them more than twice. And the first appointment is for me to weigh them, take their blood pressure, educate them about erectile function and what's impacting their function. And also they may have low libido. They may have issues with ejaculation or orgasm. And I just give them all the once over, if you will. No medication whatsoever. It's a change of lifestyle. And then they'll say, you know, do you want me to come back? I typically have them come back four weeks later. And I say, you know, if you would like to, you can. And, and often guys just return to just tell me that they have had sex, that they're so happy. They, they've they been compliant and they've lost weight and they're feeling better and they're exercising. And literally they the a month later, I see happy guys who are having sex and feeling much better about themselves. Okay. Oysters are also um, a great food to Uh, increase your sexual desire. It's the classic aphrodisiac, raising testosterone and estrogen. And this will may, I can't say it will for sure, but it may boost your sexual stamina and blood flow. So eat these. Uh, I like them raw myself. So uh, I love oysters. And so they may increase your libido. Hey, heck, if I'm any evidence of it, I'm hosting a sex show. So the oysters must be, yeah, uh, I eat all of this stuff. Okay. <laughs> Chocolate, uh, the ginseng, a little bit sometimes, not so much. Uh, so those are some of the foods that I would suggest you start eating this year to improve your sex life. And um, I wanted to um, read a couple of emails that I've had from you over over the holidays and uh, and more recently as well. And some of you may have similar um, thoughts or questions. So I have this one gentleman. Hi, Maureen. I've listened to your show a few times. Wish I'd be able to tune in more often. Not sure why you can't. I'm currently exploring the world of prostate massage. I have been using an Anarose Helix, and I've been able to obtain some new sensations. I'm now thinking of moving to a vibrating prostate massager to heighten the levels of sensation. Do you have any insight as to which massagers I should look into? Well, that's a great line of um, of massagers, the Anarose Helix. The uh, he says I would imagine something that massages the prostate along with the perineum would be ideal. Well, there is a device that is an effective external massager, um, and it's called the prostate cradle. Uh, So you can uh, do both at once: um, the prostate massage and the prostate cradle. So it's an external prostate massager on a solid surface. So you you place the prostate cradle on um, a solid surface like a chair or the bathtub and sit on it. And the unique shape does the rest. So you don't necessarily need something to vibrate. Uh, so that that may be something. I'll see if I can um, get one of those, find one of those prostate uh, uh, cradles, and perhaps I'll give one of those out on one of the upcoming shows, so you'll have to listen over the next few weeks. I get a lot of complaints from people that I give out too many um, sex toys for women and none for men. So that's one of my resolutions, is to give out more sex toys for men this year. All I can send them is oysters. Um, So hopefully, uh, the guys who won the baskets, that's what uh, the seafood baskets. I think that's awesome.
2: I'd rather have oysters than a sex toy.
0: (laughs) Than a prostate massage. Um, I have another email from John. He says... Uh, I would like you to speak about gays and lesbians trying to come out, but who are too scared to. And talk about sex positions for gays and lesbians. And talk about some place that are good for role play and having sex outside of the bedroom. And then another question, did you do this TEDx talk, the sexless marriage one? Yes, I did do the TEDx talk. You know, I wish everybody could be who they are and reveal to the world... Uh, their true selves, uh, because it's only the truth that's interesting, and it's only the truth that matters. And and when we don't live true to ourselves, we actually live in shame, and shame leads to illness. and um, And so, I, I don't think it matters who people have sex with; it as long as it is mutual and consenting, and and loving, and um, satisfying for for both people. So. Um, in terms of sex positions for gays and lesbians, you know, the world is your oyster. They're, they're really no different, but I can do a segment on that uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks. I want to get through what we're doing today. And having sex outside of the bedroom, I mean, basically any room in the house, the kitchen island is always convenient. That's a good place. <laughs> uh, the beach is nice. You know, grounding, getting close to Mother Earth is always good as well. Uh, so, you know, the I, I suggest some of the... Uh, soundproof bathrooms in the restaurants in the cities of Vancouver I don't think the restaurants would be happy if I was uh, <laughs> suggesting that but uh, you know what whatever makes it fun and uh, you know shakes it up for you right so you can choose wherever you would like I have another interesting email hi Maureen long story made extremely short i'm thirty I'm a 34 year old black male and have a slightly different problem I got a vasectomy when I was 33. Penis still works, and I ejaculate even more now. The problem is I sleep far more and get depressed. No issues with maintaining an erection, but I just find myself lacking drive or something. The reason I got the vasectomy was simple. 30-plus pregnancies combined with drama and the price of abortions and morning-after pills, along with the fear of child support, made me do it. I've considered getting the vasectomy reversed, but I don't want kids. I listened to parts of your program, uh, and feel that you might be able to help me in terms of why I'm feeling depressed since the vasectomy. Well, the depression may not necessarily be related to the vasectomy. You need to go and see your doctor, number one. But the other thing is, is that is there any sense of guilt? Are you feeling badly? Any regret? Um, so you really have to have some insight, take a look, have a conversation with your doctor, and there are some validated questionnaires, the Beck Depression inv- Inventory, um, other testing that can be done to determine whether or not You have depression. We're going to go to break, and when I return, we're going to talk about this fidelity thing in marriage. Do we need it? I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. I am Maureen McGrath. Thanks for being here with me this evening. We have lots of subjects to still cover, but uh, we'll get through them. One of them, I'm not sure if you've noticed, but the B.C. government is now covering the HPV vaccine for boys, and that will be given to boys in grade six. It's been given to girls. They did initially when they started the program, they went in with the herd mentality. They thought if they vaccinated half the herd, the rest of them would, I don't know, somehow uh, not need it, but they found, and certainly the Evidence supports this, that uh, boys need this as well. I always thought it was a bit discriminatory myself. But some people might wonder, and some parents might be against it, not for the the anti-vaccination people, but also the people who are Fear that their children might actually have sex. And so the question arises does the HPV vaccine promote earlier sexual activity? Well, the HPV vaccine, we must keep in mind, is about cancer. It's about preventing cancers, not sex. And there is no evidence to support that being vaccinated against HPV encourages earlier sexual activity. In fact, the kids in this province are much more boring than we were at the same age. The age of first sexual activity has actually risen in British Columbia since the HPV vaccine program was introduced. And also, teenagers are reporting fewer partners. And this um, there was a study in October 2012 in the Journal of Pediatrics shows no increase in sexual activity among teenage girls following HPV vaccination so uh, put, hopefully that'll put your minds at ease, parents. I have Dale on the line. Hello, Dale.
2: Hi, my question is, I find lately I can't get in the mood for sex.
0: You can't get in the mood for sex? The
2: only way I see him is when I watch
0: porn. Well, uh, that is certainly one way. Uh, you know, it's there's a, there could be a lot of issues. I mean, there may be some mental illness issues. If there's some depression or anxiety, there may be, I don't know if you're having any stressors in your life, if there's somebody if you're having issues in your relationship, I mean, there are so many things that can impact that insight is, is big. Uh, but also, you know, you may want to rule out any medical conditions. So I would suggest that you go and see your doctor first, rule that out. And then you may have to, you know, have a few oysters and some pomegranates to, uh, get your 2017 off to a bang. Thank you so much for your call. Um, You know, there's a lot of people that don't have sexual desire in relationships, especially in marriage. And Italy has noted this. And married couples in Italy, which is a Catholic country, uh, which promotes monogamy and thou shall not covet thy neighbor's wife is one of the Ten Commandments. But married couples in Italy will no longer have to pledge fidelity to each other under a proposed new law. This actually underscores the the change in the perception about marriage and the duties and the rights of spouses so this will be very interesting and I'll we'll look upon this um, with intrigue and interest as well it's a it's consistent with this new Era of civil unions and um, a sign of sexual freedom in a marriage. What do you think? Do you think there should be sexual freedom in a marriage? Uh, tonight we talked a lot about uh, you know the new year and uh, sexuality and and being oneself and the past and healing the past. And I just want to say a little something from The Alchemist. One of my favorite authors is Paulo Coelho, and he wrote The Alchemist. And I just wanted to read this. Uh, What is true will always endure. If what one finds is made of pure matter, it will never spoil. And one can always come back. If what you had found was only a moment of light, like the explosion of a star, you would find nothing on your return. Truth cannot be veiled by smoke and mirrors. It will always stand firm. When you're searching for the right decision, It will be the one that withstands the tests of time and the weight of scrutiny. So think about that. I also want you to think about some of the places I'm going to be this year. I'm going to be at the birth fair out at the Cloverdale Agriplex on February 25th, talking about sex after the babies are born and a lot of other issues as well, like fertility and breastfeeding. And uh, Michelle Kamboulos is going to be there also talking about parenting. So, you can also go to my website, backtothebedroom.ca. Follow me on Twitter at back, the number two, the Maureen Maureen.McGrath on Instagram. And uh, remember, when you stumble on this gravel road of life, make it part of your dance. I am Maureen McGrath. You've been listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980. Thank you so much, Matt Hyland, for the great technical production. And Happy New Year to you and to all of you out there. Until next week, have a sexually healthy week. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk.